0: Jeffrey
1: hey Jeffrey
0: welcome to hey Jeff a podcast called hey Julie a podcast about survivor and Big Brother and Twitter news Danielle how you doing How's I'm your doing- trip
1: Oh, it was so much fun. I'm doing great. And I love that I already got COVID recently. So I have this sweet antibody. So I wasn't worried at all during my trip. I was licking the airplane. airplane <laughs> at rest. Yeah. And you went
0: to Florida. You went to like probably what what is COVID Central.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I didn't have a care in the world. I loved it. Great. Yeah. I love that sounds Miami. You got to give it to Florida. Miami's a great city. Do you? Is it great to walk around? If you leave the strip of hotels, no, not really.
0: You went to the nice strip, like right on the the beach. Yeah, that has like
1: the boardwalk behind the hotels, So that's really nice to walk along. And, you know, I'm a New New Yorker at heart. I like to take a walk. I went to buy Powerball tickets, (laughs) as I tweeted about from our account. Because I don't know if people don't know, but it was $2 billion. Oh, I'm aware. So I thought, oh, well, that'd be nice. So... I wanted to I, go buy tickets.
0: I was I saw a article or something. It said the power the winning Powerball ticket was sold two point six miles from the Rose Bowl. And I said, Oh wow. Holy shit. And I Googled, I lived three point five miles from the Rose Bowl. Wow. Maybe it was me. Could have been you. It was not. I could have been a contender. <laughs>
1: Well, I had to. Miami is not like many places, I guess, in that you can't buy lottery tickets at any gas station. So I had to go to what? all these freaking gas stations. I tried to find a bodega. There are not. You'd think there are bodegas in Miami. Not so much. Not at least in the touristy area. So it was tough. No,
0: it's. They're too near Miami is too, like thinks of itself as like too high class of a, of a place to have like. Yeah a like tiny grocery with a cat in it and like also a <laughs> like a blackstone to like just well, cook sausages on
1: Well, a loss but i bought the tickets unfortunately a day late because the winning ticket had already been sold so i also lost the 20 million powerball i did not oh, win gosh yeah
0: gosh I know. that would have been the one to get in on like not as many people are buying exactly. The
1: tickets exactly back to the well, drawing I'm- board
0: Yeah, back to the drawing board for the rest of my life. (laughs) Sorry to all the people who I would have given money to. Sorry to all the people who would have had a daily uh, Hey Julie podcast. I love the the Hey Julie podcast empire.
1: I love keeping that tally in my mind. I'm like, when I win the lottery, I'm going to give this person money. And it's not a loan. I'm not going to expect it to be paid back. It's just giving money away.
0: I would want some sort of, I'd be like a shark, you know? You'd be like the people.
1: Yeah, go ahead.
0: No, I, like I want fifty percent of the future earnings. I want a royalty of t- twelve cents every time you do anything.
1: You're like the people on The Gilded Age, my favorite TV show that I am currently oh rewatching.
0: Lord. Yeah, they haven't even dropped season two of that.
1: I went back and rewatched because I realized that I watched it so early in my baby's life that I really didn't pay attention to it at all. <laughs> <laughs> but re- upon rewatch, I'm like, oh yeah, this is the best show
0: I've ever seen. I think the reason we are listen this is our episode of Survivor to talk about. Yes, and frankly, you and I are not very excited about it.
1: No, we're putting it off because it's just there wasn't there wasn't that much excitement on the episode.
0: There was a point in the episode when I wrote down the only exciting outcome of this episode is if Ryan goes home. And that's yeah. not what happened, and I was no. like, "Oh God, this is like this is just going to be." When it was revealed who went home, I was like, oh, okay. this is ultimately a pretty boring week.
1: I have another alternate potential exciting plot point, which is Jeff gets food poisoning and is replaced last minute at tribal council by Jerry O'Connell.
0: He would, I mean, he's on the boat. Just <laughs> turn the, be- just point the love boat <laughs> at Fiji. Dock it, baby. Captain. Change, <laughs> change cur- changed course heading to 261.
1: Yeah. Just something completely unexpected.
0: I bet, I bet Probes has done uh tribal council, like feeling it. Food oh, poisoning. Yeah. He's wise. done it
1: hungover too, for sure.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, in his younger days, he's done, he's done some where it's like, the the producers shoot them up with saline solution and, you know, Bolivian marching powder, and they're just like, go. Yeah. <laughs> He's done it <laughs> <Go>. all. <laughs> you have 45 minutes. You can sit there. You can ask some questions. You can say, it's time to vote. I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure this has been like revealed on on various like real survivor podcasts with actual survivor contestants and stuff on it. Right. I'm sure the tribal council, council is actually like an hour or two long, and we only see like 15 minutes of it yeah i'm sure it's exhausting to film i i bet he's done some where it's like actually like okay he he only asked like four questions and like that's just (laughs) what we see on there and it's like yeah jeff's just not feeling it today
1: (laughs) probably i bet now
0: jeff keeps his body really clean i bet like he's he's learned his lesson yeah yeah like he's done some tribal councils in his like you know 30s or whatever where i was just like He's hung over, he had some bad seafood the day before, and now he knows. Like Yeah. Especially where like a season like this, they're going to tribal council every other day. Like he knows. He just keeps it clean with the veggies.
1: Do you think maybe Jeff a little chicken? i ever microdosed. Yes. <laughs> Have you?
0: Absolutely. I haven't microdosed. I've Major dosed. <laughs> <I> mean, yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, no, I mean, that would be weird. I don't, I I don't, I don't need to have that stuff in my body. Like every day that's, sound, that sounds a little bit rough. Mm-hmm. You know, you go on a trip with friends, you go to Joshua tree, you rent, you rent an Airbnb or a Verbo for five or six days. You have it, you know, you go camping in Joshua tree. Sure. Go to the edge of the universe for like seven hours. Have a great right. time while you're there. I don't. I don't need to micro dose. I'm. I micro dose. This is what I micro dose. I'm holding up for the camera.
1: So,
0: gorgeous, coke.
1: gorgeous, diet coke. gorgeous can. The condensation can of, is visible.
0: You have one can of diet coke a day. That is that keeps you. That keeps you like on vibration with the universe. You know.
1: They speaking of little treats, they got a little treat up for grabs on Survivor, which is a bag of rice. <laughs> oh my god. I missed. Well,
0: keep... Yeah, I was going to keep it with some Jeff topics. Actually, okay, please. I forget who says it because I didn't write it down. Was it Carla? Someone's like, I had some weird dreams. Jeff, was yeah, dreams. it was Carla. I was having some Jeff dreams. Have you Danielle had any Jeff or Julie Chen related dreams?
1: No, but I did have a dream about the husband in Gilded Age. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> The one who's just
0: like a total wife guy and just like very kind of swarthy and handsome, yes, bearded.
1: Yes, he's bearded. He looks like my husband, and he loves his wife like my husband. So it's just like very close to my real life.
0: What happened? So what happened? Like
1: in the dream, like, can't get into it.
0: lady would, Milady would love to take you to see my gilded age. <laughs>
1: saving it for the patreon only podcast oh.
0: <laughs> nsfw pods that exactly. we should have that not exactly. safe for work julie pod because this Next one is year. so you know so family friendly
1: yeah we only talk about microdosing on this one on the not safe for work one we
0: actually are <laughs> we are <laughs> we are
1: Yeah, but it's Carla. And as she was saying this story, I was like, wow, they're really bored. Because usually when someone starts like a story about their dream last night, that's everyone else's cue to just zone out. No one cares. Oh, yeah. That's your cue to be like, oh, nice. I can check out of this conversation for the next like three to seven minutes.
0: But they were so bored.
1: They were eating it up. They were like, he did. And then what happened?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's that or it's like. Hey, I got to tell you about my fantasy team. Uh, My tight end was injured and I had to get a new tight end and I started him and I still lost. Right. Okay. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Boring. Yeah.
0: Do you, Danielle, do you, do you tell your husband about your dreams?
1: Only if they're relevant to him. Because that's the thing. People only care about dreams if you're in them.
0: Yeah, what did I do?
1: Yeah, exactly. Where do I fit in? <laughs> what, and then oh, what okay, did I okay, you sit? were like hanging
0: out with Prince Harry? Who Cool, whatever. I don't care.
1: Where was I? What did I do? Yes. Only if I was doing
0: good stuff. If I was doing bad stuff, I don't. If I was doing bad stuff yeah. in your dream, I don't want to hear about it. That's <laughs> no. between you. I, I don't care. That wasn't me. Don't right. blame me.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because you know, if it was something bad, what they're really saying is, I'm mad at you. And here's why. You were yeah. rude oh, in my dream. Oh, it's always that. It's
0: always, <laughs> I'm mad at you. You were so mean to me in my dream last night. I've had this conversation. You were so mean to me in my, Brett, you were so mean to me in my dream last night. Like, yeah. well, I'm not now.
1: Well, maybe that's not the right response. Maybe you should say, <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I'm not sorry for anything. I didn't do that. You did that. That's your brain.
1: <laughs> uh, look, I'm just suggesting a different tact,
0: <laughs>
1: a different way of doing things.
0: Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Don't make me apologize. Don't make me get down on my knees. Why that's- not?
1: <laughs> that's what the husband I'm happy to, from Gilded Age I'm Day happy to, do. to
0: apologize for anything. <laughs> I am happy to apologize for anything in a relationship. I'm quick to apologize. I'm quick. oh, I'm sorry. I see your point. I was wrong. I'm going to think. I'm gonna think before I, I act next time. I'm gonna consider your feelings better. I am going to think about things out from your perspective before I do it, or I'm gonna learn about your perspective because, oh, I, I didn't know that someone would perceive of something this way, and now I know better, and now I've learned. Mm, and you're gonna I do better. I didn't do
1: shit in your dream. <laughs> you did that. No. Your
0: subconscious. Because no. I'm perfect. I'm
1: perfect. <laughs> I'm just saying the right strategy is just say, "Oh, did I? I'm sorry." And then you <laughs> both move on. That's the right thing to say.
0: Okay,
1: okay. That's the right thing to say. I'm just saying your your way starts a bigger fight. My way. Oh, I know
0: it does. I know it does, but I got to stand on <laughs> ground. For me and for subconscious me.
1: And for America. We're standing <laughs> oh, our <gosh>. ground.
0: <laughs> we are standing our ground. We're standing our ground in Clark County. <laughs> We're standing our ground in Maricopa.
1: <laughs> hey, who won the mayor
0: in LA? Karen's coming. Karen's coming from behind. There's still so counting. no one yet. They're still counting
1: oh, uh, wow. the ballots
0: here. I'm like... We're just a city. How are we still counting? Yeah, that's it's been crazy. like eight days. But then also it's like, oh, wait, L.A. County is bigger than like 14 states. Like, yeah, so, yeah, OK. I mean, I mean, if they're still counting in Nevada, like I'm sure L.A. County is more people than Nevada or close to it. So, you know what? Whatever. Whatever. Uh, I am so happy that Rick just literally just like burned a 100 million dollars. Exactly. Karen isn't even running ads. She isn't even <laughs> running ads, and she's going to win. It's going to be close. It's going to be close. I hope she, she does. beat him by a significant margin in the primaries. So, so I think she got a little bit like blase, cool in her boots mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Because when this came around, he was advertising everywhere like every YouTube ad, every TV commercial. Like yeah, I had people knocking on my door for Rick. I was like, come on, wow. man. Can't I just go to the Americana and see a movie? Whatever. So I, I, it seems like he's gonna lose though.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know he's in with all the celebs, but what do they know? All the
0: gross celebs. Oh my yeah. <laughs> god. I uh yeah there is I I There is a a Mexican, a very popular Mexican restaurant, famous Mexican restaurant in Mm. LA. And through a series of social events, I like met the owner of it a couple weeks ago. Okay. Nice woman, business Mm -hmm. owner. It's a historical, I mean, this restaurant's been around for a while. It's like in her family, like her father started or grandfather or whatever. But she's a middle aged woman. And then I turn on the YouTube. And it's like, hey, I'm whoever who owns this restaurant, and I'm here with my buddy Rick Caruso. Rick put in Vote an order for him.
1: Rick says, I'll, I'll pay no! extra for Glock.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> you can't compete. Sometimes you can't compete with big money, but we hope that we hope that Karen can.
0: Yeah, Karen's just gonna she's gonna be she's gonna be a classic neo here yeah. in LA. It's what we need. Someone to be like, do nothing. <laughs>
1: which is what Elon should have been doing. But we'll oh get to God. that. We'll get to that. Listen, we have to talk a little bit more about Survivor. Okay. Okay. So she has, yeah, Carla had a dream.
0: <laughs> Carla had a dream that Jeff was mean to her. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, Jeff didn't apologize. Jeff didn't apologize for shit. <laughs> Jeff um, was I,
1: eating chicken in the dream.
0: <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about um, some of the idols, the idol moveage uh, movage moving around situation from the end of last week or two weeks ago. Jesse, this is the coldest thing I've seen on Survivor. This is like exciting and Mm -hmm. like savage. Yeah. We thought that Dwight went home with Janine's idol in his pants. And we saw like, as he was getting voted out, Janine was like doing the little like hand behind her back. Like, yo, drop, drop the idol in my hand, take it out of your, out of your pants. Yeah. Yeah. But we see flashback. Jesse is like, yo, dude, you're good. Jesse, who knew that Dwight was going home? They were in the tribe together. They were in the red tribe together.
1: They decided it's time. He has two idols now? Yeah.
0: Because he's like holding somebody else's. That was that was cold and good for Jesse because you this is a rare hey, Julie thing. Because like last week on that pod, you're like, oh, Jesse's doing pretty good.
1: I still think he's that, doing really that good. That
0: spells death for someone yeah. on, Ju- <laughs> on, Julie, on this podcast.
1: Yeah. I remember two weeks ago, I was like, Janine's doing great. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, Jesse's doing great because honestly, I don't, other than that little bit, I don't remember seeing him on the episode at all. And that's how you know
0: he's doing great. You put, yeah, oh, yeah. If you're not, if you're not part of the game at all at this point, then you're playing it very well
1: you know who started to play a little bit this episode is our girl Cassidy not great yeah
0: not great do you see the the votes of who voted for who
1: no this week no
0: you don't do you stay and watch when they do the little like montage of everybody that's when I zone
1: out yeah (laughs) I'm like it doesn't matter
0: because then like four (laughs) seconds later they're like last week on the amazing race and you're like (laughs) oh my
1: god yeah I zone out
0: still doing this um The vote was nine to two. That's a lot. That's a lot. And they really made it seem
1: like it was going to be
0: close. And the other vote, the other vote against Ryan, Janine voted against Ryan. The other vote against Ryan was Cassidy, which is Mm -hmm. not great, Bob. No. This was kind of surprising because you had this collection of people. You had like... Janine, Gabler, Owen, Sammy, like maybe he's going to pull in like Carla and Cassidy. Like you had this kind of counter tribe or counter alliance coming together that was going to go against Ryan, that was going to go against the majority. Sammy was kind of leading the way there and trying to flip some people. And the only person who ended up voting against Ryan was Cassidy, who was in the major alliance, was one of the people that he got to flip. Even the people on Janine's side were like, you know what, fuck this, like we don't have the votes to actually pull this off. But Cassidy, one of the people who said he got to flip, now is like now on the bottom. That's, yeah. that's really rough for her. Well, she was making to,
1: a big point about yeah, how just, she just wanted yeah. to, she didn't want to vote out any more women. She wanted to vote out a guy. And unfortunately, that strategy never seems to work <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> um, so she was saying this to, uh, I think, to wasn't she saying it to Ryan? Or no, to James. She was saying she it to think James. She was about
0: Ryan.
1: Yeah, to James and to Carla. And James wasn't down. Cassie was getting frustrated. And I just remember thinking, like, this is the most I've ever seen Cassidy on an episode, which tells me she's not long for this world.
0: No, she's not because I, I'm not really concerned about this seven, you know, that's like, or it probably used to be a seven. Like it's like Cassidy, James, Cody. It was basically everyone, but Owen Gabler, Janine and Noel. Right. Yeah. Uh, there was this thought by Sammy of like, we gotta, we gotta turn the tables on the, on the seven, even though I'm in the seven, like, I'm really not concerned how Survivor goes. Like, I'm really not concerned that, like, people are going to take shots within that seven. No. However, <laughs> I'm now concerned that the first shot is going to be against Cassidy because she was, you know, I don't know. Maybe she'll, she'll come back and lie her ass off and be like, oh, I voted with everybody else. But she was, seemed like she was pretty openly like trying to get out <laughs> Ryan. So, yeah, I, I think the first shot might come against her.
1: The problem with this season is yeah. there's just no we've already talked about how there's no really like standout personalities that much or people who really like you have to root for them or even villains like horrible villains that you want to root against. There's also no like we make fun of Big Brother for their stupid Alliance names and whatever secret handshakes, whatever they do. But there's really no defining factor to any of these alliances either. It's like, we're the seven. Okay. Why would I, like, there's no, there's nothing to indicate that this group of seven has any personality, has any sort of, um, binding factor that makes them exciting to root for, like, hope that they don't turn on each other. It's like, they're just seven random people who happen to come from maybe the same previous uh, tribes. So it doesn't really matter. So, again, this season's a little bit of a flop.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm watching the episode, and it's like, okay, Ryan would be interesting to go home. He's a big guy. He's, like, a physical threat. And he's, like, A major marker, a major piece within this big seven. Janine going home is just boring. Like
1: exactly. It was she's like like
0: the lowest person on the the smallest, like the kind of the counter alliance that like nobody really cares about. It was a
1: gimme. It was a gimme. Here's
0: here's like I'm sure she's lovely, but like Janine was like pretty not great player. Yeah. Throughout. So okay, cool. They got out like the weakest person interesting right. i mean i mean there's still a lot of really good players left i mean i think at this point every single person has like a legit shot to win obviously I, but i think like the cases are kind of coming together in terms of like gameplay and and challenge play and and stuff like that there really aren't any weaklings left yeah. maybe cas i don't know um I was a little bit concerned at the beginning of the episode because they go into the to Owen's like personal story and like yeah. the, the Owen flashbacks to how he's adopted. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh no, is Owen going home? Yeah. I like Owen.
1: <sighs> yeah, I like Owen. I like them all. I'm not saying any of them. I just think there aren't any standouts.
0: No, I agree with you. I agree with you. It's like it, this season is just it's just it's nothing like I ain't very... seen before. It's you know, like the soda beneath the soda. When you go to the, <laughs> the, the supermarket, there's like R C Cola or like <laughs> like Happy O's. There's like some weird cereal that's like beneath the Cheerios on the bottom yeah. rack. That's just what this feels like. You're like, okay, it just it just doesn't really feel like i like a name brand season of Survivor. Yeah. There's still people I really like on there. Carl It's a
1: season in ten years we'll tell people, Oh, you can skip that season. You just get skip, right yeah. to the next one, you know, or it's do the ones Mary, before. It's
0: not forty two stuff not 42, with Marianne and Jonathan.
1: Exactly. Um, is there anything else to say about this episode?
0: Yes. Okay. Preposterous colon live to get radical.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Preposterous. That's all I have to say.
1: Yeah. I, I Listen, I support that for sure.
0: I think getting back to our other topic, I did, I did want to bring this up. There's an issue with Survivor. There's a big issue with Survivor. And it started a little bit the last couple seasons. And Jeff has remarked on it a number of times. People are too nice. I agree.
1: I thought that too.
0: People are too nice. This, I w- I was watching this tribal council and clearly the tribe was a lot more in lockstep about how, the vote was going to go down then it was portrayed to the audience because you even have like the small minority alliance voting with the majority of the tribe to out one of their own um where are the tribal councils where there's like whispering where people stand up and start whispering and there's like a whole like chaos explosion of like people whispering to each other and saying this and that. Where are the tribal councils where it's like people are being fucking mean to each other and they're just yeah, fucking sick. Snake. We're not there yet. He's a rat? Snake? I'm sick of the, I'm sick of this person's laugh. I hate how this person walks yeah. and breathes and they're annoying the shit out of me. Like we got a little bit of that last year with Lindsay and Jonathan who were like kind of tight towards the beginning of the game. And then by the end, Lindsay was like, fucking sick of Jonathan. yeah. We're still we're only like halfway through the game right now, but and and Jeff had said like this 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 new like Survivor 5.0 or whatever version of Survivor started with 41. Everyone has been like really really nice to each other and like they're really happy and proud of each other and even when they vote each other out it's like love you love you see yeah. you later can't wait to be your friend love you and. Like five years ago, it's, they're like in these travel castles. It's like, you're a fucking snake. You're a fucking evil stepmother. Fuck you and your fucking daughter. It's like, like me.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I even noticed where, it where in one of. This? One of the... Maybe it was Ryan who was talking to camera and he was like, I just don't like him. He's not good for me. In this game. Like, they're all (laughs) sure to say, like, in this game. I'm sure in the real world he's great and we'd be great friends. Like, I don't know. I'm not into the Survivor fandom as much as I am Big Brothers, but are they as crazy as the Big Brother fandom where these people are maybe scared that they're going to get fired or something because they say something bad against the fan favorite? I don't know. But... I, I, I totally agree. It makes for less compelling TV. I mean, remember the day when Sue Hawk, wasn't that her name? Sue Hawk was Some like, analogy, if you yeah. were dying of thirst in the forest, I wouldn't. you Iconic.
0: Yeah. she changed I television. That's
1: <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I know that was a long time ago and things have as a society. We've probably changed for the better. But I do miss that in my reality TV.
0: Yeah, it just—it's any sort of like strong opinion is like, gosh, people probably feel this way about our podcast right now. Like, we don't have a strong opinion about the stupid show. Like, the contestants (laughs) don't have a strong opinion about each other or whatever. Like, they're all happy to be there, and it's all wonderful, beautiful, best times of their lives. But like, there's nothing like really strong emotionally happening this season and I don't know it's just leaving us feeling a little bit cold and they need to come up with some new twists. Like all right they've done this version of Survivor. They need to yeah. do a survivor of like frenemies.
1: Frenemies, exes, whatever. X's. You were in my dreams. <laughs> whatever. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's they our pitch. Need-
0: they, they turned a dial with the last few seasons to make it a little bit harder, make people hungrier, you know, Skear. the game moves at a gr- more grueling pace. I don't know what it is, but they need to do something to make the game more cutthroat yeah. and personal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's just, it, you, like you, that's the perfect thing. It's impersonal. And as much as they give everyone a package about like their story, their personal story about how they got here, it's not really enough. It's not hitting the way it may be used to, even though I've said that I cried at, um, what's her name's sister? Yeah. Away. Um, of <laughs> Ellie. Um, but still, it's just not working. It's not working for me.
0: Can I talk about something that is working for me right now? Please Moving away from Survivor. you done with Survivor or anything else?
1: Oh, I've been done with Survivor.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're done before you started. Yeah. (laughs) Something that has been working for me a lot lately, I tell you, new Twitter is hilarious.
1: I actually agree. I saw someone tweet that like, it's like... The last day before summer, and Elon is the substitute. <laughs> it's just like pure chaos. No one has control of the classroom. Everyone, I love that someone tweeted about that pharmaceutical as the pharmaceutical company and they lost like billions of dollars in valuation overnight. I'm happy about that. That was great. It's like fun prongs. I enjoy it.
0: It, listen, like, is there a chance that Twitter isn't around in a little bit? Sure. <laughs> Yes. Is there a Twitter that turns into, like, this crypto-fascist, like, utopia for those people who just, like, want to sell each other mu- ape, ape coins juice. or whatever? Ape I don't juice. know what the Slurp juice. Shit <laughs> is. Cool, yeah. Crypto seems to be doing well. Like, can it turn into, like, is a really bad place like that? Yeah. But what we have seen in the last 12, in the last two weeks, sorry if you're not on Twitter is like a new teacher comes to town. Mr. Mr. Musk is here and he's going to tell everyone how to behave. And it's like, you can't, you can't tell people how to behave despite how much like Mr. Free speech is uh, completely like getting rid of all sorts of speech on there. You can't like, you can't tell people how to behave because they're just going, they're just going to fuck with you. Like they're just going to fuck with you. And people have been fucking with him out of control the last two weeks and it has been so amazingly funny if you're not aware of like what's happening one of the main things that happens in the last two weeks is like Elon is like oh, anyone could like be verified on Twitter. Verified is like a blue check mark next to your name to be like, oh, this is the official Cheerios account or this is the official White House account or this is the official George Clooney account. So you can't just make an account and say like, right. I'm George Clooney, 69, 420. But now, anyone, if you have $8, anyone can make an account and you can be like, oh, I'm George Clooney. <laughs> I have $8. Yes. Or, I'm, or I'm the company that makes <laughs> insulin and I'm, I'm going to tweet insulin is free now.
1: Yes. I was very tempted for those of you who listened to my other podcast, I was very tempted to pay eight dollars and get <gasps> at Quibi and be like, Twitter died so Quibi could rise. But I'm I'm not comfortable giving my credit card information oh God, to Twitter no. now that it is the way it is. No, but yeah. I, would, I mean there's
0: some weird crazy stuff going on with like, like, I would advise, like more hackable now or whatever. Yeah, I
1: would really advise, even though it's been funny watching other people do it, I would advise against paying eight dollars and giving any any sort of your bank or finance information to twitter.com.
0: But basically it's like just this whack-a-mole game of like Elon getting like all grumpy in his diaper about like people (laughs) trying to make fun of him online. And even stuff like where it's like it was yesterday or today, like official Twitter being like, oh, no, you can't do this anymore. We're going to delete your account and call it parody or whatever. And then someone responds with a fake official Twitter account being like, Oh no, we're not. We changed our <laughs> mind. LOL. It's like,
1: yeah, what are you
0: doing? It's just this two weeks. Like it was really scary. We're Like, Oh my God, this could go in a really bad direction in terms of fascism and all For that sure stuff. Fascism. Yep. But what has come of it is the, creativeness the creativity of the human spirit to <laughs> stick a clown nose and like make a fart sound out of yeah. the stupidest and most possibly bad scenarios and it has been a a mushroom of creativity and humor and i just laughed so hard this week at some of this stuff and you know what maybe this is actually working
1: we're having fun on the way to hell. You know, we're having a good time. We're going to end up in hell for sure. For sure. But on the way, we're cracking some jokes and we're laughing with our pals.
0: Is this like, is Elon like, it seems like all these, everything he's doing is like a legitimately bad business move.
1: Yes. Can I just rant for a second? Yes. Okay, I'm on a group chat with a couple former work colleagues of mine who are now my friends. And they're, you know, I'm very interested in the tech world. um, And so are they. And we share our hot takes, share tweets, share memes, whatever. Two of the people in this group chat were Elon Musk fanboys. And we're like, this is going to be amazing. He's going to like, we will pay the $8. This is going to be incredible. He's going to turn a prop. And I, the whole time, me and the other person were like, no, this is a horrible idea. He's going to at most make like a million bucks <laughs> and then it's going to collapse. There's no actual rules. There's no plan. There's no new product innovation. He's a nothing. Like he sucks. He,
0: so they found like someone's figured out how many people have paid the $8. It works out to be like a hundred and sixty thousand dollars a month.
1: That's Which, like okay. To me that's one okay, okay
0: across twelve months. That's twelve people's salaries at the company, right? Like people, <laughs> everyone who works at Twitter makes a decent amount of money. Like you have to if you're working tech, you have to be paid quite competitively. So it's like all this shit alienating all of the advertisers on the site. Oh my god! Pay you probably in the millions to make like a million dollars a year.
1: (laughs) I just feel so justified. I feel so justified the whole time I've said, actually, he sucks. He's a bad person with bad ideas.
0: (laughs) There was a moment in 2011 where he's like, listen, I want to build electric cars and I want to colonize Mars because the future of humanity is in the stars and we have to think beyond just you know planet earth and we have to think about bringing the beauty of of the human race beyond just our solar system and there's a part of that that as someone who like loves sci-fi and loves reading those kinds of stories I was like you know what Hell, hell yeah sure electric cars we should have more of those but no like it's so uh, this was like 10 years ago, right? So, like, well, it's so clearly full of shit and like stupid and just the worst way of going about doing any of those things. Electric cars, but yeah, we put an AI in them and it kills people. And like, oh, yeah, we'll make public transportation, but it's just a hole in the ground and you have to use one of my electric cars to get in. It's not actually a subway. You invented the subway. But with, like, only two people can ride it at a time. It's, like, so stupid. Like, what a fucking
1: idiot. I saw a perfect tweet, which was, imagine this, what's going on on Twitter, but you're on Mars and there's limited oxygen. Oh, my (laughs) Lord. That's what Elon Musk is trying to do. So, I knew he was a flop. Hashtag Danny was right. I'll never get tired of saying it or hearing it.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's something, you're like, I had a dream. I was right. (laughs) <laughs> and I'll be is a reality
1: that. baby. Um, can I share a film I watched last of night? Of
0: course you did. Of course so you can. This,
1: you this may shock you, but I've never seen the film Porky's. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it either. <laughs> I think it's like Porky's became less of a necessity to see because we have American Pie. And then we yeah. had Super Bad. This but is like so, the
0: proto version of that.
1: Yeah, it's from 1981, but it's set in the 50s. So it's like Greece. <laughs> uh, and my husband and I were like, oh, a fun, you know, 1980s horny romp. Why not? Let's give it a whirl. Yeah. You know, racism in the 80s, (laughs) so very, (laughs) very okay in mainstream films. I mean, it was slightly, slightly less misogynistic than I thought it was going to be.
0: What was it a commentary on the racism of the 50s or was it very much not? (laughs) No,
1: it was very much 80s racism. There's also like uh, there's also an anti-Semitism plot line that I was not expecting in a 1980s sex romp at all um but so it was strange it was a strange film because it's like American Pie for I'm sure the faults we would find in it watching it now at the end of the day the guys in that movie other than Siffler are sweeties you know like society evolves where like the teenage boys are actually all kind of like even though they're horny are like good at heart Whereas, like the teenage boys and Porkies are mean, <laughs> they are not. Yeah, like the have movie no... where they
0: spy on the women showering. They right? spy on
1: the women showering. Sure, but like, and the way the not movie right. gets around it is like the girls are into it. <laughs> you know, they're like, no. <laughs> who's that staring at me through the hole? <laughs> it's like so ridiculous. I mean, of course it is, but there was just yeah, I was a little taken aback by the blatant like within the first ten minutes racism of the film and then later on a shockingly serious anti-semitic <laughs> plot line where it's like the anti-semitism is is bad right in the movie it's seen as bad okay but it's only bad after like most of the main characters have indulged in it it's like we're oh, doing no. it cuz you're our friend <laughs> but this other guys can't do it <laughs> so, like it's it's pretty pretty um not 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 chic, not cool.
0: There's a lot of movies from that time that are just like not good and like (laughs) not like we should we don't have to pretend that these are classics.
1: No, I mean, I I really thought for sure the sex stuff would be problematic, to say the least, but I didn't expect the racism, anti-Semitism. And I really thought like, you know, in Caddyshack, Caddyshack holds up, I think i was oh, yeah! it Oh, yeah. I mean, like well, that.
0: Caddyshack's funny. Caddyshack's about like playing yeah. golf and eating candy bars.
1: Yeah, but it still has like horny teens. I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
0: like, it's like, it's a little bit racy. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's racy. I, and so I was sort of expecting a more American Pie Caddyshack mix. Um, I wasn't expecting it to be as. Boundary pushing, dark. I guess. But yeah, dark. <laughs> as it was. Um, but so that's that's the movie I chose to watch last night in the year 2022. I
0: have I haven't watched this movie. I didn't watch this movie last night. I just want to say, like, on this on this vein movie yeah. from like, like a similar-ish time. Can we just stop saying a Christmas story is a good movie? Can we just stop? Mm-hmm. This movie It was
1: never one of my faves.
0: This movie is like bad also legit racist. And it's like, TBS is going to play it for 24 hours straight. There's like Peacock or some, one of these weirdo things has like a, there's like a Christmas story sequel or whatever. Right. Coming out this year on one of these streamers. Like who yeah, cares? Not- this movie sucks. Sorry if you watch it with your family every, every Christmas, but like I, I, it's like a, I, I don't know, know—for something about it is like a detestable film to me.
1: Well, I, it is along the lines of Porky. I was asking my husband this. I was like, when are we going to get over the 50s as an era of like top nostalgia? Because even I in don't, don't Worry darling, I think we're
0: done. I think we're past it. Oh, well, Don't Worry Well, even Don't Worry
1: Darling don't. is set in the 50s. And I'm just like. There are other times that were probably good in America. I'm like, when are we going to get to the '90s? weren't the '90s great?
0: I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think maybe like the '80s. The '80s was a time of '50s nostalgia. Like things run in like sort of like a three decade cycle. So when we got to the '80s, there was like a time of '50s nostalgia, and that aligns with Porky's and aligns with Back to the Future. Yeah. And maybe that carries over a little, like it's, nothing is like exact, like on 1991, it doesn't disappear because we have things like Pleasantville or whatever comes out in the late nineties.
1: But Pleasantville is the commentary on it where it's like, yeah, it actually, is, it is a time deconstruction. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. It's very postmodern. Hmm. So now you have, I think we're kind of exiting we're exiting, like, 20 years, we're exiting, like, the look back on the 80s. And I think the 80s were definitely back in fashion. You have, like, Stranger Things. You yeah. have, you know, lots of, like, kind of synth-heavy music and stuff that's kind of reminiscent of, of the music that is very popularized in the 80s. So I think we're kind of entering, like, a 90s, like, chic time. Like, the it's, everything's a little bit blurry. There's no, like, hard dates on anything. But, like... yeah now we're, we're in the 2020s, so like now 30 years ago is the 90s right so i think we're kind of done now that we're like past like one two cycles of of like 80s nostalgia or whatever like i think we're i think we're done with the 50s i think at this point everyone is like not great bob have your soda fountain so. have your fucking eisenhower have your racism peace yeah. out see you never
1: yeah, it's just um, it's we've done it to death at this point. We really hit it. There's nothing else to say about the 50s.
0: What's going to be iconic is like later, you know, maybe like five, 10 years when like the early, early aughts, mm-hmm. like nostalgia comes back and it's like Timothy Chalamet and Back to the Future. <laughs> and he's like, oh, my mom, it's 2001.
1: Yeah, probably. <laughs>
0: Listen. I'll give it a shot.
1: I'll give it a try. <laughs> I also started, speaking of like nostalgia stuff, I started the newest season of The Crown.
0: Oh, yeah. This is this is the one where,
1: where Princess Di real gets, tall. Got, gets got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With Elizabeth Debicki, oh,
0: Who played her in the previous season? They changed the actress?
1: Emma Corrin was in the previous. Yeah, they changed it. And now it's big, tall Elizabeth Debicki, who I love.
0: We love to Becky in this house.
1: Yes, we stand that Becky. 6'3 goddess. Oh my God. Um, but wait, I also wanted to let everyone know because I tweeted that this was going to be the Don't Worry Darling pod. And obviously we we can't get into it because Brett actually did not watch the film I haven't yet.
0: watched it yet. I'm going to I'm gonna watch it this week and we I promise we will do it next week. I'm going to watch it. Okay.
1: He's got to watch it and then we'll get into a more I in-depth convo. I put my
0: foot down. Convo. You're going to have a bad dream about me. And you'd be like, in my dream, I (laughs) I was going to do a podcast about Don't Worry Darling. And you said, I haven't seen it yet. I don't want to do it. And I'll say, I'm not sorry. That was real life. (laughs) And I'm not sorry.
1: That's fine. But we'll we'll talk about it next time. Um, Yeah, I'll save my thoughts for it then. One other beef I wanted to bring up.
0: I appreciate that, Danielle.
1: You're welcome. Is White Lotus. So I started watching White Lotus season two, fell asleep halfway through. So I didn't watch the whole thing. So you could you could prove me wrong on my beef with you. We'll see. But last time going. we chatted, you had watched it and you said that Aubrey Plaza played a really horrible person.
0: I said she's a pill.
1: Yeah, you said she's a pill. I just watching the first half of the show. Maybe she gets worse in the second half. But yeah, she's got a little bit of a toad. But she also is the only one connected to reality. Where she's I didn't like, say she
0: was a horrible person. Okay. I went on a whole rant about how this show is good because it lives in the gray area of human existence and human interaction and human relationships. She, no one's a bad person on this show. No one's a bad person. Like no one's a bad person. Every person on this show has good parts of their personality and bad parts of personality, and it is about mixing them all up in a nice Italian paella. Sorry, no. that's from Spain. But <laughs> I did not say that because that's like the point with that. I did not say that. I that. did
1: not. I okay. did not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, hi, Mark. Part of that, the dynamic of her plot is like these two couples going on vacation together. And there's Aubrey Plaza and her husband. And then there's like the very like kind of rich white couple who yeah. are like,
1: the blondies
0: yeah they're like very blonde blonde and they're very rich and they're very oblivious to the world (laughs) because of their wealth and they live in this wealth bubble but they seem to be legitimately in love with each other and legitimately care for each other and care about their lives together and they're kind of just like this ignorance is bliss couple and then you have aubrey plaza and her, her husband who have only recently come into money and they're a bit more like you know they're like on Twitter and like, oh my God, I'm fucking midterms and, and like yeah. mm, the New Yorker. And they're just like very aware of the world and aware of like, they seem to be aware of how shitty wealth is like to the yes. world and stuff and like self-conscious about it. And so Aubrey pauses kind of like, she seems kind of like a jerk to this other couple and they kind of deserve being made jerks of, but also I don't know it, Again, it's gray. I did not say that. I did not right, say well, that.
1: What got through to Danny's brain is Brett hates Aubrey Plaza in this no, show. And no. as I was watching it, I was like, I see her point. I can't believe no, Brett would no, say he the hates Aubrey Plaza. That's
0: the point of the show is that like these this couple, these two couples are on vacation together, and Aubrey Plaza's kind of being a little, she's being a little bit of a pill. It's been a little okay. bit disagreeable on the vacation, but you kind of see her point.
1: Exactly. Okay. Well, I'm glad we're on the same page. I just, you know, I can't let things fester. I have to confront people about my issues with them. So I wanted to bring it up.
0: You good, Real and imagined. You confront.
1: <laughs> yes. In my dreams. We'll have another talk. Uh, but so I enjoyed it. I did fall asleep. I'm going to continue watching it though.
0: It's, it's not, it's, it's not the Gilded Age. It's not full of explosions and car chases like your favorite show.
1: <laughs> another thing I watched, you had a movie you watched too, right? Do you want to I talk watched a movie
0: it? last night. Yeah. Why
1: don't you go? Cause I've talked a lot about myself.
0: I watched a movie. I think it's called, <laughs> I kind of forgot. It's like very forgettable. <laughs>
1: Oh great! <laughs> it is
0: called "See How They Run." Uh, See How They Run, starring Sam Rockwell and Saoirse Ronan and Adrian Brody and Ruth Wilson. Uh it's a. Were you are we aware of this one? No.
1: It is a set in the fifties. Agatha
0: Christie set in the fifties. Agatha, but England, so different. Right. Uh, Agatha Christie esque. Um. Knives Out-esque murder mystery uh set in London in the 1950s with Sam Rockwell and Saoirse Ronan play the two like police detectives. Um David Oyelowo is in it as well. Um mm-hmm. It is very fucking twee. It is the <laughs> most Wes Anderson movie I've ever seen not directed by Wes Anderson. It has, uh So if you're kind of into that vibe, great it is um listen it's a very nice movie uh you know like but the the moment it's over it just kind of flutters away okay it's very fine it's like 97 minutes so hey it might be good it might be good for danny because it's short and it's just like a bunch of people with british accents and tuxedos and mustaches being like oh oh, no the killer So I'll say that
1: for "Don't Worry, fine. Darling." It's not a spoiler. It's short. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Okay, well, I probably won't watch it because this isn't really a Sterling review that you're giving. No, I, mean, I have I, other I, things to watch, like Porky's I, too. <laughs> I
0: like. I enjoy. I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah. There were there were some good laughs. There were some good, you know. It's an artistically put together movie. It had like very, very much stylistically from the photography and the direction and the writing pulls from Wes Anderson. Like it's, it, it's interesting because I, I, you don't see too many movies like this. That like this movie is trying to be if Wes Anderson made knives out. It is like yeah. really trying to do that. So it's interesting. That's fun. I guess we, we've we had enough of Wes Anderson in our lives now for two decades that people yeah. are actually making Wes Anderson inspired films now. Like they like really play on the framing and all that stuff. Um, but, you know, it's like, okay, whatever. It's like just. A,
1: it's not fantastic, Mr. Fox. It has
0: a bunch of really good actors in it, right? Saoirse. Yeah. If she hasn't won an Oscar, she's gonna. Sam Rockwell, Oscar winner. David Oyelowo. Mm. If he hasn't won an Oscar, he's going to win an Oscar. Yeah. Ruth Wilson. She's like probably won an Emmy. Like I didn't watch the affair show, but people love, people love that show. Um, Adrian Brody, the piano, Halle Berry. He's won an Oscar. There are a bunch of really good actors in it, but they're all sort of acting like they're in a high school play together and kind of just like laughing through the whole thing. And it's, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's, if you're on a plane, if you're like really bored and you want to watch something like you know a very quick and easy Who Done It,
1: have well, a great let's, time. Let's end with the movie I did watch on the plane. Would you watch? Which is called Downton Abbey: A New Era. Oh, <laughs> the
0: Gilded Age Two. Yes,
1: it is a perfect film. Okay, everyone knows that every episode of Downton Abbey is basically. We're going to lose the house. How we're going to lose Downton Abbey. How will we pull together? Bitch. <laughs> yeah. So in the movie, it's pretty much that again. But this time they have to sink to the depths of allowing a film crew to come film at Downton Abbey. And so we get a lot of like meta jokes about how like there's nothing lower than an actor. And like Maggie Smith being like, Oh, actors are horrible. <laughs> but um, but it's so funny because I'm going to spoil it. Everyone in Downton, the people who live there and the help have to put on a, it's like, you know, you got to put on a show to save the barn. Oh. <laughs> they have to star in the movie. Like all the
0: actors like get sick and die.
1: <laughs> it's like, it's like the movie starts out as silent, but then it's like, we have to make it a talkie, but all of our actors don't know how to talk. <laughs> so it's like the, all the people at Downton have to stand in for oh the my actors. God. It's, so good. So it's like you know the but yeah the butlers the chef they when all Lady have Mary to, turns into a star. Yes, Lady Mary because she has that perfect upper crust accent. So she has to be the star the of the movie. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing.
0: I didn't see uh, the first Downton Abbey movie. Neither did I. You don't really have to. Everyone says it was really good. Everyone says it like really good.
1: You don't uh, have to see it. I mean, I've, I've watched one.
0: much of that series. It's really good.
1: It's. Awesome. That's why I'm shocked you don't like Gilded Age.
0: Because Gilded Age sucks. I've watched the episode. (laughs) It sucks. I was the same guy, Julian Fellows, the writer. It's... (laughs) Brian Fellows. (laughs) I'm Brian Fellows.
1: I'm sure we made these jokes when we talked about Gilded Age originally. (laughs) Okay. Uh, um, That's it. That's all I watched. That's it for me. Um, Danny out. (laughs) <laughs> That's all I got. Here's the thing: I think a lot of our listeners. This is the only explanation. I think they have been scared off Twitter because we didn't get any comments or questions this week.
0: You we know, we should. You know, well, we should continue this conversation as we do at the end of every episode now. For four yeah. seconds, we should be like, "What social network should we be on?"
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, what are we gonna do? Because we didn't get any comments or questions, and I, I really think it's because a lot of you left Twitter because you know that it's going straight to hell in a handbag. I basket. think it's a
0: bunch of things. I think it's like a, I think we are, we are a Big Brother podcast. When yeah. Big Brother, when U.S. Big Brother is, is in season, that is tops right like that's we have the most people i know that's when we have the most people listening the most people engaging that is our bread and butter is american big brother we started doing this more because we like podcasting together hey survivors on hey we're doing that i think our fans don't watch survivor as much as they do watch big brother
1: i also think the people who do listen just because they're fans of us can tell that we don't like this season, of Survivor. yeah no,
0: I mentioned it earlier <laughs> on the show. Like I, I want to put out something that people like, and and people don't think that we're like mailing in or whatever.
1: But I still enjoy even, the conversation, even though I'm not enjoying the season. Yeah,
0: but I think that you know, uh, I, I mean, I think that's present in the season of Survivor that's airing, and I think it's present in our conversations about it. It's like not a great season of Survivor, and it you know it. CBS probably feels the same way. Like Jeff yes. probably feels the same way. I mean, he's Deimos, not going to say sure. that. No. Do you, think do you think they'll come back to a live show?
1: Yeah, the they ending? should. They really should. Live's where it's at. Live is
0: where it's Except at. Except for everybody likes each other. I know. not going to be any like, bombshell. Yeah. I mean, yeah. okay, we'll do, I promise we'll do Don't Worry Darling next week. We're getting yeah. to Oscar season. There's all sorts of movies. Yes. I can see Tar again if you want.
1: I gotta see. We got. I gotta rent, bros. I know. I see it every week, but I'm waiting for that price to drop. <laughs> I
0: know. Oh my god! Come on. Me too. Yeah.
1: Um, we're, there's a lot's coming up, so it's not just going to be a Porky pod. Don't worry. It's not, darling.
0: This is gonna be the last time we mentioned Porky's <laughs> on the history of the pod. <laughs> All right.
1: Well, thank you for listening. Even though you guys didn't send in any questions or comments, you always can add HeyJulieBB on Twitter, and at least as long as Twitter is still working. And you can email us HeyJulieBigBrother at gmail.com.
0: Yeah, you can do Twitter, but don't, you know. <laughs> so, Mastodon, HeyJulie. Julie, should, hey Julie. We, should we just get HeyJulie or should we try to get HeyJulieBB? So there's like.
1: I think we should do a Discord.
0: That requires a lot of talking to people.
1: You don't actually have to talk to people. You just set up the community and then you
0: go when you can. It waters itself. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's chat rooms. It's fun.
0: All right. Well, this was fun. I, I, I'm sorry for letting you down. I'm sorry about everything I said to you in your dreams. Thank you. you. All right. (laughs) Bye, Jeff. Bye, Jeff.